This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, Jürgen. Thank you again for this. Um, if you were trying to explain Liverpool against Manchester United as a competition, as a rivalry, as whatever it might be, to someone who had never been to a Premier League game before, how would you do that? I don't know, I'm the wrong person probably to do that. Uh, well, this is the 13th time I think that you've been involved in this meeting, so you'll know better than them. Yeah. The 16th time, actually. Let me say it like this, when the, the moment when they do the, 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 the picture list, it's one of the first looks you have. The, when is that? Um, which time around? These kind of things. Obviously, it's slightly different in England because you don't know in the you get a list and you know in the first half of the season, but the second half you have no idea because it could be, could be anywhere. It's different in other countries. You might know or not because it's always the same row of games. You play in the third match day in the first part of the season. You play in the third match day of the second part of the season against the same uh, opponent. Um, but you have a look and you you you, you have a look how um, who you play around stuff like this. Is there is there champ possibly Champions League around these kind of things? You want to know that how many how much time do you have to prepare? It's a big game. It's a massive game. The two biggest clubs in the world, I would say. Um, maybe in Spain too. We'll say it's different differently, but two of the biggest clubs in the world for sure uh, face each other. Um, massive history around big 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 fights in the past, big fights since I'm here. We lost strange games against United, um, took a while until we could win there, all these kind of things. Always we had to learn to deal with it. Um, some players had to learn to deal with it because of um, how much it means to them. Um, so, but we are, okay, that's now the 13th time and we should have learned meanwhile. Had enough time to do that and um, this time it's a incredibly important game again for both teams um, and that says it all uh, so both teams are fighting for being in the Champions League next year or more we will see and um, that's the that's a tough one and um, United is obviously in a situation about the last game right now a little bit was not overly happy with the performance but the result and the results from other from other games opened the door again um, for the Champions League, and that's, that's the man United people face now. They will go for it, and um, we have to make sure that if they want to go qualify for the Champions League, they have to do it without our points. But um, between now and then, intense 90 minutes, 95 probably, um, will have to be played. I know your relationship with Ralph Ranjit goes back uh, quite a good few years to sort of before you became the manager at Mainz. I think you've had a conversation, I think you've mentioned those before. But this is the first time that you've gone face to face as managers outside of Germany. So I'm just wondering where your relationship is with him now and how you feel about. On hold. And <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't have contact since this. Since he's here tonight, I think that's just due to respect. I respect his job, he respects my job. So, so how do you feel about this game as such against Rangnick? I, I cannot make Klopp, Rangnick or Rangnick Klopp game off if I don't want to. Um, I respect him for everything what he did during his career. To be honest, it's uh, incredible jobs wherever he was. Um, 
took a difficult one at Man United. Obviously, that's clear. Big expectations, these kind of things. Big expectations, actually, no time to to get there because in our business is like this. Um, but you can see uh, the changes he made, and the, the, the parts he, he, he improved, um, and that's it pretty much. Uh, so I don't. When I, when I, when I now prepared the, the United game, um, I didn't think about Ralph in that moment um, because you watch the games and then you, you prepare for this team and it's not, not Ralph for me. It's a very important football game, very, very important football game, but the managers probably will not score the decisive goal. So just finally then, if I may, um, Mao we know is on a great run of goal-scoring form, shall we say, at the moment, but he does have a rich vein of form whenever he faces Manchester United. Could that be important, maybe, if mentally, if nothing else, for him going into this one? It's a complete enormous battle when Mo is going through. We spoke about all the physical demands he faced in the last few months, and, um, so it's completely normal. I like the game at City, against City a lot, so I played a really good, really, really good football game, so um, it's only a a question of time when he will score as well. So um, unlucky in these little moments. We all know as if you, are, you don't have luck as a striker, you, you don't even try it better. Um, so uh, it was close enough now for a couple of times, and um, yeah, the moment will definitely come. And I'm, I'm really happy with the form we showed last week or a few days ago. Yeah, you kind of touched on it the other day as well, but when you've got a top, top player who's having a, a bit of a lean spell like Mo, do you do anything differently with him? Is it, do you speak to them? Do you, do you need to pick him up at all? No, not really. That depends on how, how you are. You know, um, I see more often in training than I see in games. If you play our three days, so you can see that um, that's, uh, you have a look at it and you, then you, I have to make a decision if there's, an, if there's a need for a talk or not. Um, and we had plenty of talks um, in, in over, over the time we worked now together. But in this specific moment, there's no need for it. Um, where we, we talk, but not about the situation, what you make of it. So you know, we talk about the normal stuff, what, what he has to do in the game, and uh, what the game plan is, and all these kind of things, and where we try to um, expose the opponent, and all these kind of things. So um, no, but that's completely individual to all. And as a group, you've been pretty good at refocusing after big moments. You had that euphoria of getting through a semi-final at the weekend. The fact that it's Manchester United to come, does that make it even easier just to get the, the mindset back on, back to Premier League? Whatever would have happened three days ago, to be concentrated and focused on the Man United game uh, will, ever, will always be possible. So, um, yes, it what makes it easy, I don't know. Um, whatever would have happened, um, this Man United game, and it's... Um, it's for us um, a massive one and um, focus will not be our problem tomorrow. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Julia? Um, yeah, I just sort of to pick up on that really. The fact that how much time have you had on the training ground since Saturday? The smile there against City, but also that you will have before this game against United, you talk about that focus of mind, but the fact you're on this intense run against bigger opposition right now, does it make it that little bit easier? What? That we don't kind of train? No, that you, that, that it's, uh, not the mind, I suppose the mindset is more, you put the training, but how much training do you need to do because of the opposition that, that you're facing? Oh, our situation is um, pretty much now already since early January, always the same. 
in the small international break, and I think, but apart from that, it was always the same. You you have uh, so you play on Saturday, Sunday morning session with uh, the boys who didn't play. Normal session. <laughs> boys, other boys recover. Today's Monday. Tomorrow we play. So means we have exactly this session today. This session will not last forever. This session will not have 11 v 11 elements where you go in challenges. It's just explaining the difference between the two games, the last one and this one, because you have it in your mind. What can we use from that? What do we have to ignore from that? All these kind of things. Um, that's really more the, 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 the longest part. Again, today we'll be sitting here in this room and having a video meeting just to show what are they doing and what are they allowed to do against <coughs> these kind of things. So that's making it easy or whatever. I would prefer always to have time to properly recover and then time to prepare properly, but that's uh, wishful thinking. Uh, it will never happen again. So um, as long as you are successful, you don't have the time. Um, and that's why uh, it's, uh, it's pretty demanding for, for the players that you always like, we're not celebrating now, the, uh, so the, um, if you want the semi-final or qualify for the final, uh, but of course it's uh, on the way home, it's, um, you are literally flying, not only sitting in a plane, um, and that's great, but uh, the boys wouldn't be here and we wouldn't be in the situation we are in if they would uh, not be ready always to tell off last game, prepare next game as good as you somehow can and then and play it as good as you can and um, so but it's actually so for three four teams I think it's exactly the same for some others they have obviously lesser games and they can prepare longer this week now it was pretty similar for for United same I think it was Saturday as well against Norwich and now they, they didn't have more time and they cannot use more time you cannot do anything in training in that time it's clear Chris um, Jürgen, you, the 5-0 win at Old Trafford was one of the last games for United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Just wondering, what, what changes in United have you noticed under Ralph Ranić to the latter time of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign? Actually, nothing I want to talk about, really. Um, obviously, it's, yeah, I think so. Ralph all tried to organise the team, that's how it is. Bring in, in, in a clear structure with the, with the squad you have. That's what that's what he did. And uh, United um, played some really really good games. But because it's United, when you win the games, it's like, oh, ah, but here's a little not that's still not there and stuff like this. So it's difficult to to gain some momentum. I can imagine. And um, so that's that's it. But they are you can see less goals um, for sure. And dropped some points, if you, if you put them on their on the points tally, then you, you see all of a sudden they are fourth in the, in the table and if they are fourth in, um, in, in the Premier League, means you are a quality side because with all the opponents you have, it's madness how, how consistent you have to be to get somehow close to that area. You all see Tottenham flying in the moment and get a little drop here, but the, the, the quality they have is, is incredible. Chelsea is so strong and we are all still fighting for, for getting qualified for the Champions League next year. And if you did that, from that moment on you can think about something else. But United is in the, in the group as well and that says a lot about the quality they have. And, um, yeah. I, I just wonder as well, the midfield three uh, rightly got a lot of praise from their performances on, on Saturday. 
Um, but given the options that you have in midfield, how difficult is it to select your three or your three in midfield when the options that you'd be leaving out as well? Yeah, in our situation, it's clear. We have, there were some players on the squad um, for, for the weekend, for example, that will not be in the squad for tomorrow. Um, um, we're in a really good shape. Really, really, really good. So nobody that I, I wouldn't tell here, obviously, would say oh, it's easy for them to leave them out. But the boys behave. But if we achieve anything this year, whatever it will be, um, it's because of how all the boys deal with the situation. That means as well the boys who are not in the squad from time to time, because they keep still the, 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 the training quality is extremely high level. Um, uh, really, all credit to them. It's absolutely outstanding. So now making decisions, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but uh, I have to do something. And I don't run, obviously, on the pitch, and I don't um, uh, score goals, I don't defend, all these kind of things. So I have to do something, and decision making is one of the things I have to do. And that's all about you try to figure out how it is, you try to what is best possible formation. And, and you have to um, think about intensity in the past, who played how often, all these kind of things. We didn't have that situation too often. Usually in that part of the season, we, we are already on three wheels and try to get somehow through. So um, hopefully we have, this, have to make this decision until the end of the season. Thank you. Okay, last question is Carl, please. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Sadio, great game on Saturday. I think you scored four goals, four games now. I'm just wondering how maybe the added competition he got from Luis Diaz's arrival in January which would be seen as you know, his, his position, how much maybe that's influenced or had an effect on, on his performances or his, the way he's played? And, and that roll through the middle, is that something you can you know, do longer term for you? I know Sadio since nearly six years. As far as I know him, he never needed any kind of competition to try to, to be the best version of himself. Um, played for a long time, pretty much all games for us, and then he was fit uh, and performed on incredibly high level consistently. That was um, that's it. Uh, bringing Lewis, I, I'm not sure that affected that part of his game. I, I, I don't know. It was uh, not that was not the reason for bringing Lewis. Um, and playing the center obviously suits Sadio as well. Very well as well, so he can be. He played for us, scored incredible goals, and so important goals for us from the left wing. But he can play the center as well, and we saw that again. But Sadio as well had some physical struggles when he came since he came back. It's not that he was he, he could not use that's when the boy doesn't feel it, but Sadio didn't feel it. And we could see that he cannot use his immense physicality just like this week in week out or all three days. That was the problem. And I really felt before the game already against City, okay, um, it looks like Sadio physically. And that's, that's it, and that's why we played the game we played. Um, very important. And it was um, super difficult to defend and very helpful and incredibly important um, in our defending because the goal he scored the second, the first one, his first goal, um, Jordi can score if you. Try to get there, and um, he did that. And you only can you only do this run if you feel fresh enough to do it. These kind of things. This all works together pretty much. Um, no, I don't think that Luis now reason that Sadio scored four goals, but somehow maybe as well because um, Luis obviously 
uh, can keep a last line pretty busy and it opens up um, always gaps for the players. We'll go into the embargo section now. Um, so this section is embargo until 10.30pm. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.